More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by Haney University. That's where you can go to sign up for my free instructional videos. They go out three times a week, so go there and sign up, and you will be receiving them. And uh, they will be some help to your golf game. All right. Joined today by my good friend, Rick Silverman. We're going to talk a little more Masters. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the telecast today. One of my favorite subjects, Rick. Always is. (laughs) I love love talking about that. I had to turn the volume down. So many things were driving me crazy. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Where do I start? Okay. Uh, I, I'm taking notes as I go of things that people are saying that are crazy. One of the things that they were on, I was watching the streaming of Tiger, and they <laughs> they were trying to make me think that all you had to do to win the Masters, you didn't have to hit any greens, you didn't have to hit any fairways, you didn't have to make any putts. All you had to do was hit the ball below the hole. <laughs> Seriously. He's below the hole. He's below the hole. He's below the hole. He's below the hole. Oh, he kept it below the hole. Okay, that's fine. Hey, kept below the hole. <laughs> he's got a 100-footer. Kept it below the hole. He's got a 30-footer. Kept it below the hole. He's chipping. Kept it below the hole. He's chipping again. He missed on the right side of the, of the green. Yeah, he is. He's chipping again. Oh, he hit half the greens. I mean, it, 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 that doesn't make you just automatically play good golf. No. <laughs> now, it's, it, it helps for sure because you, you if you're missing it on the wrong side, you – have very little chance or no chance of getting it up and in. I get it. But you still have to be able to put the ball in position where you can make some putts and you can make some birdies and you cannot just miss every green, but on the right side, the correct side and, and, and win. It's like that subject just got overblown in the, when I was watching. I don't know. What, what did you think? What, what do you think about that? They definitely have a way of trying to create intrigue in a situation where okay. there's no intrigue. That's it. I think I think you're right about that. That's a good point. I think that I think that's really what it, what it is. How about when they talk about because they kept saying they leave out the statistic. They don't want to tell you that you know <laughs> the winner comes from the top ten. Like after the first round, okay, or the the you know top ten, you know, like the, the statistics are overwhelming in these tournaments. It, it, it you know not just on the PG uh, the the majors, but the PGA Tour, but the majors especially, and especially the Masters. Each of the last sixteen winners at Augusta were tied for eleventh or better after round one. Sixteen out of sixteen. So when they're telling you this guy's right there, no, he's not. 
<laughs> he's not right there. He's not right there because the last 16 winners have been tied for 11th or better. If you're not tied for – what does that mean? And now it's the last 17. 17 in a row. Mm-hmm. So if you're in 12th place, you got very little – you still have a chance. Anything could happen, I understand. But the, you have very little chance – that's why, you know, Rory McIlroy finished in second. That's not really a, a, a second-place finish, Rick. I mean, you talked about it. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's back a, door. Back, a big back door. Yeah. What, what did he shoot? 60, uh, 64. 64. I mean, he acted like he won the tournament. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It makes me wonder about Rory. You know, Rory McIlroy hadn't won a major since 2014. That's eight years. You reminded me it's eight years. That's that's like uh, that, that's shocking to me. Uh, like when you th- when I think about that, I'm like that time flies. But I mean, he acted like oh you know like you'd have thought he won the tournament. I mean, he wasn't even in the tournament. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, I'm sorry, he wasn't in the tournament. Roy McIlroy opened up with seventy three, seventy three. Okay. He wasn't even top 10. Okay. 32 of the last 35 master winners. 32 out of the last 35 shot par better in round one. That's just the fact. They come up with all this stuff, and they want to try to, you know, keep you, like, engaged in the whole thing, I guess. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what the logic is. But the reality of it is, is it's not going to happen. It's like it's like you know when I went through the the numbers the other day with Tiger, you know, and he had to take twenty two putts and twenty three putts, and it's just it's it's not it's it's not gonna gonna happen. I mean, that's just not the way it works on the on the PGA Tour. Uh, you know, you've got to be you've got to get off to a good start. You have to be right there. You cannot come from like you know we're going to the same thing's going to happen they're going to tell you the, all this at the US Open when they play that that course is always so hard you know I'm sure it'll be and if you're not right there after round 1 you you're not you're not all of a sudden coming there it's not it's not, you know oh you could come back and he's a big round well it needs a big round Rory in a big round I think that they're they're looking for the bright spots <laughs> oh, and Rory hasn't had very many bright spots. Yeah. And I think that they're they're gushers. And Rory comes up with a 64, one of the best rounds ever at Augusta and they're they're they they've got to look at the bright spots for yeah. Rory. Because the alternative is he's not not been playing very well. Mhm. There have been two master winners that were five back through 36 holes. Uh, you know, in the since 2000, and that was Charles Schwartzel and Tiger Woods. But the difference is, is there were five back, but they they, they weren't like like 25 people back. You know, you, it's one thing to be five strokes back, but there's only one guy in front of you, or two guys in front of you, or you know, a few guys in front of you. But but when you're you're you've got all these players, you're you're you know got. You're in 16th place or 20th place or whatever. It's just it's just too many uh, people that you have to you have to pass, and it, it's just it's just not likely to happen. I mean that's that's the that's the, the bottom line. So so all I watch all these statistics and I think you have to get off to a good start. You 
have to to be there after round one, after round two. 27 of the last 30 Masters winners were within four shots of lead through 36 holes. You know, it, there's always the aberration. I get it, but but it doesn't it doesn't usually you know work out like that. You you've got to to start good and you got to stay in touch. Just remember that at, at every one of these these majors, and it really holds true for PGA Tour events too. Even though they, they you know, hey, this guy made the cut, you know, he can, he's still in it. Everybody, everybody that made the cut is still in it. No, they're not. Don't don't listen to them. They're not. Maybe one guy might come out of nowhere and shoot some ridiculous round. It could happen. It's happened before. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is it's probably not going to happen. I, I think that what what I saw on the on on this Masters, what I see in a lot of tournaments is that basically on Sunday, the only one that was going to catch Scotty Scheffler was going to be. Oh, Smith. Cameron Smith. That's because it's it's because like yeah, twenty six Masters in a row or something. The winner has come from the last group. Though well, these other guys don't have a chance. 20, 22 out of the last twenty three winners of the Masters were tied for eighth or better through thirty six holes. But when you get into after fifty four holes, the numbers even get more ridiculous. You you you, you have to be there. So so that was that was another thing that I'm just listening to, and I'm like, oh my gosh, are you are you kidding me? All right, here here we go. Um, <laughs> Oh, uh, I talked about the other day. Tiger is, is technically as good as he's ever been. Well, then why can't he hit a green? Um, here's what I saw, and his driving was pretty good. When I saw, I look for these little things. Tiger teed it up. His first two days on number one, he did not drive it good. On Saturday, he's got driver up. He's got that ball teed up, I mean, like an inch off the ground. I, I, cause he's got, you know, the big headed driver. He's got the tailor made driver, the big headed driver. And, you know, it, theoretically, the way people think you should tee it up is half the ball should be above the club. So if you take the equator of the golf ball, half the ball above the club, half the ball, you know, into the face. He's got his driver teed up one inch off the ground. That's a sign he doesn't feel comfortable, and he's just remember that. That's a, I, I was with Tiger for for six years. When he tees it down, he's gonna play. He's gonna squeeze a little cut out there. Ideally, with a driver, players are hitting up a little bit. They say you know ideally three degrees up with a driver. The the least you know there's probably somebody on tour that hits level but no no you're not hitting down in the drive but when you tee the ball up an inch now you're you're level or down on it when you hit so that's d loft in the club and then you open the face a little bit and then you hit that that little little cut anyway I, when i see that i see that okay that was a great drive but it's one thing to hit a great drive it's another thing to be comfortable hitting a great drive and thinking you're going to hit a great drive. And he had some good good shots, some really good drives that were low cuts and and you know, but it it's not like you're just swinging free and you know, you know what they say, tee it up, tee it high and let it fly. So that was an observation I I I made. I don't know, are you comfortable teeing it? If you had to put one in in play though, 
I think we probably all would all be this way. We would tee it down really low, so we could just kind of beat it out there. What What do you think about that? Well, you you have you have options. I mean, I'm not sure if trying to control a draw three wood is is going to go any further than that cut driver. That That's a good point. Hit. That's a good point. All right, here's my analysis when I see this stuff. Tiger needs a big round on Saturday, and he bogeys the first hole. And they go, uh, it's no time to panic. <laughs> I'm like, meh. Hey, you're, what, what was he at, at that point? Because what did he shoot the first? The, 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 you know, he's, he's, he was one under the first round. Now he's even. He's even par. You got, you know, you, you got a, 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 he's even par into the third round. You got a leader that's, uh, you know, eight under. Eight under. Okay. So you're eight shots out of the lead. It's no, no time to panic. Uh, so it's, you only got 17 holes to go. You're going to make, or it's, it's Augusta National. I mean, you're going to make a couple bogeys. Okay. Now you got to get within touch of somebody and you got to, you're going to make a couple bogeys. You've already made one. And here's the, here's the other problem. So it's pretty close to time to panic. Uh, here's the other problem you got. You just teed the ball up one inch off the ground on number one. You need to birdie number two. Maybe make an eagle. To do that, what do you need to do? You need to hit a high sweeping draw off of number two. How are you going to hit a high sweeping draw when you just teed the ball down into the ground on number one? Answer me that. The shot he's afraid of is going to be the big hook. Yeah. That's so the he problem. hits the cut. Right. And then the next hole, he's thinking, boy, if I hit a big old hook here. Yeah, it's going to go I, in the It's going to go, in the go left. I make yeah. a bogey. Because he hit that on, on the, the, you know, he, he'd already hit some of those. So the, 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 the problem is, is, yeah, it's not time to panic, but you just teed it into the ground on one. If you're going to play a big round, there are two key shots you have to hit to play a big round at Augusta. Okay. You have to sweep something around the corner on two, and you have to sweep something around the corner on 13. Right to left. Right to left. That's what you got to do. You don't have to, you don't have to hit a lot of them, but you got to hit those two. Uh, and if you're tee it down one inch off the ground, it's probably not, not going to happen. So that's why. I was, uh, I was thinking. Well, it might not be time to panic, but it's it's pretty it's pretty close time to panic. It's not uh, it's not going to happen. Okay, here, here here's here's a, a, a another one I got to get into. It's the shot on number twelve with uh, Cameron Smith. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that next. After I remind you to get your Voodoo Pain Relief Cream at VoodooPainRelief.com. Free two-week supply. All you got to do is go there and uh, sign up. It's right there. And you can uh, try it out for your muscle aches, for your arthritis pain. And this product will absolutely help you. So voodoopainrelief.com. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Campbell. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. 
There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My favorite topics, the announcers. I, I told somebody the other day, Rick, I was like... I'm watching. I said, I got to turn the volume down. I can't. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's just like driving me crazy. Oh my gosh! Uh, number twelve, Cameron Smith hits it in the water, and he, I know exactly what they're going to say because they say the same. They don't even need to. They could just replay what they say every year. You can't take that pin out. Okay. <sighs> the guys. The guy. He hooks the ball. Cameron Smith hooks the ball. Okay, so where's he supposed to aim on number a, a, a number? His normal shot is a is a draw. So they're going look where he's aiming. He's taking the pin on. If the pin's on the left, okay, and you're Lee Trevino setting up, do they say he can't take that pin on? No, Lee Trevino cuts the ball. So he's got it. He's aiming left because he hits a push cut. His whole career. Cameron Smith, it's a, a draw. Why if he aims at the pin, that's not taking the pin on. He's just playing he's playing to the middle of the green with his shot, isn't he? Exactly. Uh we, we talked about that a little bit when uh at uh when he played at uh, players championship. Yeah, there you go. On seventh, yeah, it? you 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 text me too when that happened. You said he hit he hit the same shot, right? He hit the exact same shot, except when he was playing with the lead, he was trying to hit a draw in the middle of the of the green, right, to two putt it, and he blocks it six feet, right. This time he's not he's he's got to get the lead. He's got to try to make birdie. Yeah. So he's playing at the pin with a draw. Right. But he hit the same so which, shot. Which he's playing at the pin with a draw just to hit it in the middle of the green because that's and he hit. He blocked it. He hit both shots exactly the same way. And I'll tell you the one that he knocked at TPC, it was a mistake. No, for sure. That was a 100% mistake. And, and he, one, even, he even said it. At TPC, when he stuffed it in that back right pin, he even said it. He was, you know, they asked him, oh, what a gutsy shot. And, of course, that's what they say on TV. What a gutsy shot. It was a push. And he did the same thing on the twelfth uh, hole, but he pushed it. Although, although he, I don't think he hit the shot solid on on twelve. And when he was, uh, he was, he put the ball down. The, you notice how he put the ball down on the ground? You told me that. Okay. I, I'm watching this, and I'm just watching on TV, and I see him just place the ball down on the ground, like on a par three. You should always tee the ball up. Now I understand he's a great player. I'm just telling you, on a par three, you should always tee it up. I don't care if it's just a little bit. I don't care if that tee's almost always all the way in the ground. Tee the ball up. Listen, there's a reason they only let you do it 18 times a day. You're allowed to do it 18 times in a round. If it wasn't easier, they'd let you do it every time in a round. They only let you do it 18 times to start the hole. You do not lay the ball down on the ground. At Augusta, the grass looks beautiful, but it is not very plush underneath the ryegrass. The lies are tough. The lies are tight. 
and he and I'm sure he hits it solid as can be. Cameron Smith probably hits it solid, solid, solid. It's like when somebody comes for a lesson, and I and and, and you know I'll, I'll say, you know, watch him hit a shot, and they shank it or whatever. I said, do you ever shank? He said, no, I never shank. I said, you never shank? Oh, I hardly ever shank. <laughs> okay, let me tell you what, Cameron Smith hardly ever ever hits one a little fat. That's why he's comfortable putting down the ground because mm-hmm. he hardly ever hits one fat. But he did there. He's on the twelfth hole at Augusta, and that is a bad play to never to not put that ball on, on a tee. And as soon as he put that ball down, I, I thought to myself, "Wow, he doesn't tee the ball up at all." And you're on the twelfth hole at Augusta. If he hits this one groove too low on the face, that ball's going in the water. You know, one groove too low on the face, a little bit of wind you didn't feel, balls in the water. Man, and as, soon as, he, as soon as he put that ball down on the ground, that's what I was going through my mind. And sure enough, he hits in the water. I'm like, that was not a, a that, 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 that was a, that wasn't a spark. But nobody mentioned that. But I, that's the first thing I saw was that he, uh, he hadn't teed it up. Well, golf is a game where on 18 holes, you can you can get 18 perfect lies because they let you tee it up. Yeah. And a lot of times what you'll see tour players do is they'll they'll hit the ground with their club to create a little bit of a dirt tee sometimes on par three. Yeah, yeah, okay. He didn't even he do didn't that. He didn't do that. No, he just put it down. Yeah, that's good. That's, yeah, at least the dirt tee's okay. I don't have a problem with that. At least you got the ball up a little bit. And the reason they do that sometimes is like, the dirt tee thing is you kind of get a little flyer action, a little less spin. So let's say the you know you, you don't think you could quite get that club there, or the pins on the back of the green, and you got enough club just to fly it to the middle or the front, and you're just going to kind of let it roll from there. Then that's why you do that. You know, kick it in with your heel and put the ball up on the grass, and it'll you know give you a little extra jump. Sometimes players do that off of a tee box when they're trying to hit an iron to lay up they just want to get it out there you know a little extra distance okay that's a good way to do it because you'll tend to spin a little bit more if you if you do put it on a tee because you're not going to get any grass in between the club and the ball but i i just I, I when i saw that i thought oh man okay but my favorite part was and i was i, I couldn't resist like you know uh, i was <laughs> tweeting about a few things okay um one of the things I was tweeting about was the birds chirping. <laughs> I got a big reaction on Twitter about my, uh, I, I said, I love the Masters. It's the greatest tournament. It's not even close. Even with, even with the fake bird chirping, recorded chirpings. You ever notice? You ever notice that? Did <laughs> well, you ever, have you ever know? You ever notice how those birds sound exactly the same on every single hole? <laughs> you ever notice that? You ever notice how it's exact same? Maybe it's. You think it's the species? You think it, it must be? Maybe it's the same bird just following each group around. I don't know. It's, they 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 sound exactly. They record that shit. Okay, and then they play it back. And see, you don't think they don't do that? People are like somebody on on Twitter. They go, "Oh, they don't do that." I'm like, you know, everybody else knew they did it, and they're like. Uh, Trust me. Come on. There's no, there's not a tree. There's a scoreboard that's 50 yards at least from the 18th green, maybe more. Okay. Behind the scoreboard are some trees. 
those are the closest trees to the 18th green at Augusta. They're 75 yards away. The trees are not close to the green at 17. There's not trees there. Where are, where are these birds hanging out? Like, seriously, are they sitting on top of the television tower? I mean, there's no birds there. There's and the people go, oh, they, oh they, you know, because uh, some people think like, you know, it's Augusta. They, you know, everything's. It's like it's like uh, you're at the. It's like you're at the. Uh, somebody said you're at the Tiki Room at uh, you know Disney World or something. I mean, it, it, it's all fake bird noise. They're, these birds are chirping like crazy, and I'm thinking there's not a tree within a hundred yards of this green, and and somehow there's a bird. What are they flying over? They're flying overhead over the these microphones. Where are the microphones? They're on the ground. They put there's no microphone up in the tree. I, this bird chirp is the loudest bird chirp I ever heard <laughs> in my life. And there's not a tree within seventy five. Oh my gosh, that cracked me up. It's anyway. like it's like the laugh track on the sitcoms. Yeah. Where it's not really in a live audience, but they want you to believe it is. Yeah, yeah. So they tell a joke, and all of a sudden you get the laugh track. That's what it's like, <laughs> exactly. Okay, but the 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 best part was. Oh, and, you know, and they do a good job. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to rag on, but oh my gosh, how about when? How about when Scotty Scheffler? They couldn't figure out what he was doing. How about when Scotty <laughs> Scheffler? How about how about when Scotty Scheffler was laying up on on uh, thirteen? Right. One hole, they said it was the layup. He went for the green. The other one, he said he was going for the green. He laid up. I know. And at thirteen, he was laying up. And when he hit it, Jim Nance and Felder like, oh, that, that, that better, that better hook, or that better, uh, better get up, or what? And he was laying up. They didn't even know it. They didn't know. It. No, they didn't know. It. How do they not know that? I don't know. Jeez. Oh, and they wasn't it on fifteen when okay, 15. They, they said, oh, he's hitting a nine iron. <laughs> fifteen, they go. He's hitting a nine iron. He said, the only play here is to lay up. He's got two hundred and whatever, forty yards, thirty. 240 yards for these guys, straight downhill, Rick. 240 yards. It's a five iron for these guys. Okay. He's, and, and they're going, oh, he's got to lay up. I'm like, well, he didn't think he needed to lay up. He thought the safest play, he talked to his caddy, like Ted Scott, and they thought, we thought, Scotty Scheffler said this. He said, we thought the safest play was to, just get it over the water. He said, if I, if I block it to the right, I'm in the bunker. You know, if I've got to hook it around the tree. So if I just start it right and hook it around the tree, it's a natural shot for him. I start to the right hook around there, at least get it over the water. And then I'm okay. And then and they thought he was laying up with a nine iron and he was hitting a five iron. I'm looking at that club when it's, he's set up over the, and Donnie Pepper's probably up by the green. She's just guessing. Okay. Cause she assumed he was going to lay up, which by the way, they keep telling you all the time that, Oh, he's, he should lay up. He should lay up. He should lay up. And what they don't seem to point out is that that is a severe downslope, severe. And one of the hardest shots on, I'll tell you the hardest shots at Augusta. The hardest shot at Augusta is the shot after you hit it in the water on number 12. <laughs> yeah. You know, because you, know, you have awkward yardage, elevated green, very short distance from front to back, meaning from water to back bunker. And that's a very shaded part of the golf course. So it, it looks beautiful on TV, beautiful ryegrass. There's next, it's, it's like you're hitting off of like a very tight lie over there. 
that's the hardest shot on the golf course. Okay. Another hard shot on the golf course is when the pin is front on 13 and you've laid up. You're left with a downhill lie, uh, very tight lie, pitching to – and that's why you see most of these guys this year where they were laying up a lot further back because they want to avoid that shot. I remember years and years ago when – remember when Curtis Strange shot that uh, real high round, the first round, I think he shot 78 or 80 or something, and almost had a chance to win on Sunday. And he actually, he went for it on 13, and then, of course, everybody says, why didn't he just lay up? And Curtis, a friend of mine, and I, and I was talking to him about this, you know, a, after, and I said, Bob, why don't you, you lay up? He said, he said Hank, he said <laughs> – he said – that's the hardest shot there is for me. He said, I chunk in the practice round, I practice that shot and I chunk three in a row in the water. So he said, I wasn't laying up no matter what. He said, I'm not going to lay up and leave myself that shot to chunk in the water. So Scotty Schefter on 15, when he walked past where the wedge shot was going to be, he said to his caddy, Ted Scott, he, he said, uh, man, uh, you know, glad we got that over the water. I didn't want to hit that wedge shot. As good as he was with the wedge. Yeah. His, his short game was phenomenal. Yeah, but that, that lie is so, I mean, that downhill wedge shot, that's a hard shot. Yeah. Plus on that, full, on that five iron, he had to hook that ball big right. time. It wasn't just a straight. But if it doesn't hook, he's, 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 he's fine. He, he sits over there in the right. I mean, the worst thing could happen is flame it up in the stands and it could hit the railing and go in the water. Uh, but if it, it, even if it does, you're dropping up there because it went in sideways. I mean, it's just it, – it, honestly, he's 230 yards away. You're going to – what was he going to lay up with? Like a, a chip shot? I mean – well, when they said he had a nine iron, and I saw him take a big rip at it, I'm yeah. thinking he's going to hit this in the water if he hits a nine iron. Yeah, because he gonna, right. he's going to hit in the water. Right, he's he's a hundred. He he he's exactly good point. He's a, he's two hundred and thirty two yards away, and they said he's laying up with a nine iron. He hits a hundred. He's going to hit a nine iron. How far does he hit a nine iron? One hundred eighty, one hundred ninety yards. Right yeah, in the water. that ball's going to go in the water. I mean, that's like a. That that was a, a yeah that was a bad as soon call. as he hit it I said if that's a nine iron he's in the water I mean they seemed lost out there I mean I, yeah, I know they're all doing their don't best, the caddies kind of give a little bit of a I, yeah, that's why I mean they that's what they used to do for sure but I mean I don't know what she thought she saw when when he he gave her the signal or maybe didn't give her a signal but I think I think she was up by the green and she was just guessing. Guess it. But how in the world did she think that was going to be a nine iron? Anyway, it doesn't matter because because like like that's one thing that was better about the telecast. They didn't go out of their way to say he's hitting this, he's hitting that. I mean, who cares what difference does it make what they're hitting? Uh, but it, it was it was kind of amazing. I mean, two holes in a row. You know, they think he's they think he's going for it and he's laying up. They think he's laying up and he's going for it. I mean, geez. I mean, just you know what, just. Don't talk so much. Just let, let the let the play just speak for itself. Let the, I, the there's too much talk and and not and none of it really is is like that informative. I don't find it. Maybe it's because I, you know, of of you know being knowledgeable about the game more than most people. I don't know. I just don't find it all that informative. I mean, half the time what they're telling you is just, it's just one person's opinion. Like, you know, Tiger's swinging better than he's ever swung in his life. Uh, you know, no need to panic. No, no need to panic. You're eight shots back. You got, 
you know, 17 holes to go. I mean, there's a pretty much a need to panic right now. Um, you know, uh, he's he's laying up when he's going for it. He's going for it when he's laying up. You know, he's hitting a nine iron, but he's hitting a five iron. I mean, it's just like there's so much. I watch these telecasts. It's like, oh my god! Just, I just, you know what? I just like to turn it down and just, uh, just watch it. And it, it, I enjoy it, but more to be honest with you. Let me ask you a question: Do you think the coverage would have been different if the roles reversed and Tiger was in the lead, uh, and they were talking about people trying to catch him? Oh, I don't know. No, probably not. I mean, they, they, that's their theme all the time. But if Tiger was on the lead, they would have been, you know, uh, just beside themselves. I mean, they were pretty much beside themselves with where he was. Although, you know, it's just kind of. Yeah, he really wasn't in the tournament. I mean, you got to see him walk up 18. He got to hit him six shots. He shot 78 the last round, but I don't know. It was like the the commentary. It's uh, it's it's brutal. I mean, it just really is. It's brutal. There's no 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 two ways about it. All right, that's all I got today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Uh, I, I, oh, actually, I did. I had. Uh, I had one. Oh, I had one more on my list. When when uh, Scheffler hit it, remember when he hit the shot on the uh, 18th hole on Saturday, and then he's got you know he's, you know maybe he can run this on the front edge and he flies, yeah, yeah, yeah. He flies, <laughs> flies it to the pin. I'm like, geez, you guys even. I mean, what are you guys doing? He, he was he was hitting the shot from right to left. And they thought he might have a chance to run it up onto the green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and then flies he it to the flies pin. It right, in, right at the pin, like, like 12 <laughs> like, feet or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Brutal, brutal. Anyway, I, I love the Masters. I don't care. Even It was great. All right. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Rick, thanks for joining me. Thank you, bud. All right. Uh, hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, make sure you don't, uh, don't miss one of them. I appreciate everybody's support. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon on the Hank Any Podcast. The Hank Any Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.